0: But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah, live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life.
1: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today, we will hear a classic message that we believe will be a blessing to you. Our goal is to teach God's word in a way that compels you to live a life that overflows and blesses others. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast.
0: Chapter 16. And his name, not Peter's name, not my name, not in the name of Mr. Graham, not in the name of Mr. Jake, not in the name of Mr. Hagen, not in the na- no, no. In his name, by faith, in whose name? His name has made this man strong. What made the man's name strong or made the man strong? The name of Jesus. How many of you in here can memorize the name of Jesus? You may not be able to memorize the scripture, but if you can memorize that name, that's above every name that can be named, you are armed and dangerous as far as the kingdom of heaven is concerned. Hebrews 13 and 8 says something important. You see, we have access today to the same name that Peter had access to 2,000 years ago. Nothing in heaven has changed. The only thing that changed, some folks on earth. We may not believe the name the way they believe the name, but God's name remains the same. Hebrews 13 8 says this, Jesus Christ is one way one day, another way the next day. I mean, if you approach God while He's in the wrong mood, you're in trouble. Jesus Christ. The same, only for the first hundred years after the resurrection, or maybe for 200 years. Yesterday, today, and forever, world without end. He's saying that whatever Jesus was 2,000 years ago, he is still today. He does not change. Very, very, very important. This means the name will do the same for us as it did for peter if we trust it second peter one and one we're trying to get out of this first verse to those who have already past tense obtained a faith of equal standing with ours once again peter did not have special faith your faith is equally as powerful and effective as his pay attention to this next portion of the verse we have this standing by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, it's not our own righteousness. It's the right standing given us by Jesus Christ. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. We've covered this before and we should be familiar with this passage of scripture. And Paul is speaking by the Holy Spirit about what was accomplished at Calvary's cross and the resurrection of of our Savior Jesus. He said this. For our sake, because Jesus got into a mess he couldn't get out of. Mm-mm. Because Jesus got the wrong people mad at him? Mm-mm. Because Jesus was, 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 was caught weak? Uh-uh. Only one reason Jesus went to the cross. He told Pilate, I could call the Legion A don't think you got power to put me on that cross. I go to that cross for one reason, and it's for my flock. For our sake. He made him Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin. So on Calvary's cross, when it got dark and a, I mean, the, the, God placed the sin of the entire human race on one man on Calvary's cross, and the innocent became guilty for all, so that the guilty could be made innocent by one. So that in him, how many of y'all are in him? How many of you know if you weren't in the boat in the day of Noah, you didn't get rescued? God told Noah, listen, I have a plan of salvation for you. This is the way it's designed. I want these dimensions going to look just like this. God had a plan of salvation for you before you were born. These are the dimensions. And here's the deal. I want you to tell the people it's going to rain, but they're not going to believe you. And only those who believe me, I want in this ark. And, uh, you know, no one believed him until it started to rain. But how many of you know when the trumpet sounds, you can't use I mean, it's in the, the blinking of an eye. You don't have time to say the Lord's prayer. It is what it is when the Lord returns. Does that make sense to you? And only those found in the ark of safety were saved. And God is saying today, I want you to be found in Christ. Come on in out of the rain before it rains. Come out of the cold. Come on in. So that, that you know, it was water last time, but the Bible said it's going to be fire next time. When the fire comes, you will be in the ark, and you will be preserved, blameless, and kept during this time. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took our sin upon him so we could take his righteousness upon us. The first service I tried to tell a story, hopefully I could do it right in this service i heard from folks that were familiar with with farming and and, and dealt with sheep it wasn't unusual for sheep to find itself a little lamb to find itself as an orphan i don't know if mama was slain or or you know went to the slaughterer or or was, was stolen i really don't know what happened but the point was there was this orphan lamb and the challenge was no mother would accept it at its breast because mothers save their milk for their children and if their breasts were open to everybody you know uh Uh, Their their kids may not have enough and they may not survive, etc. So the farmer watched this for a while, the, the shepherd watched this for a while. And then there was a mother whose lamb died. And suddenly the farmer had an answer. So what he did is he took the wool or the fleece from the dead lamb and then placed it on top of the orphan lamb. And then he brought that orphan lamb to the mother who just lost her child. But when the mother smelled her son that had been slain, you see, animals smell each other. And the orphan was covered in the scent of the slain or the, the dead lamb. And once that mother smelled the smell of its baby, she accepted the orphan out of breast. And God has prepared a table for us. But the only way we could come to that table is if we smell like a son. We have to take the righteousness, the white wool that was on Jesus. That's why it had to be a white lamb, totally pure and spotless. That was slain. And he took his white wool, placed it on me. And now I go and I, I nudge up against, you know, uh, uh, the, the father. I don't know how father had breasts, but the father to, 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 to receive the, the, the milk and, and the food. Of, and he receives me because he no longer smells me. He smells Jesus. That is what was accomplished by Calvary's cross. But many of us talking about, you know, you need to smell me, God. I'm right. I do this right. I do that. You better get out of here. That is not my son. If you have just a, a, you know, one one thousandth of stink on you, you are not my son. My son was perfect, spotless, without blame, without fault. Don't you dare come in here acting like you, Jesus. None of you can approach me based on your own righteousness. And that's why I provided the sacrifice. Amen. Second Peter 1 and 2. I'm moving slower than I planned. Is it okay? We're going to read this verse in the NIV. The reason I'm going to do it is because the ESV translates this in kind of a difficult way. It kind of trips over its own feet as it tries to, to translate. And I don't want you to miss this extremely important statement that's going to be said several times by Peter in the next couple of verses. grace and peace be yours in abundance through the what? Knowledge. According to Peter... This grace and peace comes through knowledge. Meaning, if you don't have knowledge, you're not going to have the grace of peace. This knowledge is extremely, extremely important. People say, you know, what you don't know won't hurt you. The reality is, what you don't know is probably what's killing you. And sometimes the reason we're suffering so much and it's so much stress is because we don't know more than we do. When we know better, we do better. But the reality is, sometimes, again, we just don't know. Verse 2. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Now, how do you get an abundance of grace and peace? Through something. Through the knowledge or according to the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. If my father left me a $5 million inheritance, $5 million, but I don't know about it, it's very likely I may never receive it. Consumer reports state that One in 600 people in the U.S. of A. And you know, on a typical Sunday, we have at least 1,800 people. That means three of us. Three people every Sunday. One out of every 600 people have an inheritance or 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 insurance money that they have never collected. Never. Now, if that's true for the children of darkness, the Bible says, who's wiser than we are. Folks who love money. If that's true for them, how much more do you think it is for the people of faith? Many of us are operating with an unclaimed spiritual heritage, but I don't know. You may not be claiming yours, but I'm claiming mine. I don't want to be one of those ones that gets to heaven and be like, man, all that could have been mine, but I live my life worrying, and upset and, and all the rest because, you know, I refuse to discover that which was mine. One in 600 people have money and don't know it. How many of you are one of those people? John 8 31, Jesus said this, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. What does abide mean? To live. I'm glad you come to church. That's good. I don't want to degrade that because that's a great beginning. But many of us are converts and not disciples. A convert visits church when he feels like it. A convert visits church maybe when they're backed up in the corner. But a disciple's different. A disciple has made God's word his or her lifestyle. Sunshine or rain, they need the word of God. What did Jesus say? I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. A disciple is one who hears the word and then disciplines his life based on it. Now, the United States of America has millions of converts. But if God would raise up just a few disciples, I believe this nation can be. Transform. I believe I have a few in this room. Any disciples in this room? The point I'm about to make is you will not put a demand on things you don't know about. If you don't know it's yours, you're not going to approach the insurance company. I mean, you know, I, you know I, I, some of y'all drive past, you know, people in New York streaming from New York, you drive past, you know, uh, uh, what, New York Life, New York Life Insurance, whatever. What's the name of the company? Yeah, New York Life. Drive past the building. But because you don't know that they got some money that belongs to you, you pass on by. But when you discover they got your money, guess who you call? Guess on whose door you knock. You hear what I'm saying? So knowledge is super important for us to get that which belongs to us. He says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my what? Disciples. So making a lifestyle of God's word is what makes you a disciple. Not just come to church every now and then. If you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples. And this is a word to disciples. And disciples will know the what? Truth. And the truth will set them what? Free. So freedom comes. It said you will what? Know. It said no, right? Freedom comes from what you know. What you don't know can wipe you out. 2 Peter 1 and 3. Let's keep going. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, I might step on the toes of your former pastor, and I don't mean any harm. I might step on the toes of your denomination. I don't mean any harm. But when the Bible gets in the way of your theology, what do you need to believe? What is Peter saying to us? Let's pay attention. His divine power has granted to us all. What's what's in what's all? Everything. Everything that pertains to life and what? According to Scripture, we have everything we need to live a full and robust life. But we'll have prayer meetings saying, Lord, send it down. Lord, uh, uh, I need more. Scripture says, his divine power has granted, past tense, all things. Meaning we already have what we need. The issue is we might not have tapped into it. If I told you that there was oil under your property, you know, if you own a house, and I said there's oil in your property, all of a sudden, just like that, all of the needs, especially if there's enough oil, I mean, for the rest of your life have already been supplied. The issue is you just have to tap into it. And what Peter came to tell folks is that there's an inheritance, there's oil in your soil, there's stuff in you that if you tap into, you are more than sufficient for the day's demands. You have what it takes already on the inside of us. But we'll sing songs about God coming down. But hear me. There's some, I, I sing those songs too, but, but when I sing them, I, I sing them a little differently than you. In fact, I want you, I want you to see this slide. Show, show this, uh, would you please, Mika. Here is shot up from the tower tip and goes upward. This is lightning. The images Thomas filmed over the last few years have astounded the world of lightning science. Coming from the earth instead of from the sky. See that? You can stop it there. Now, what we do in our prayer lives, and we're like, Lord, pour it out, send it down. But did you notice that lightning came from the earth? There's stuff on the inside that God wants to shoot out of you. Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible said his face shone like lightning. We are the body of Christ on planet earth. And listen, I want the lightning to come down, but, but this is what happened. What, what God wants to happen is when we come together, lightning begins to come out of us. And then you're in a couple, what, what comes first, lightning or thunder? Yeah, and, and think, think of when we worship God, the lightning begins to come out of us. And then the thunder, God begins to clap. But what's awesome after the clap God will begin to shoot lightning down. See, what we do is we say, Lord, send us something down as if God didn't give us anything on the earth to start with. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, I want it to come up and come down. I want it to be, I want the environment to be electric. I, I want it, you hear me? but I got to stir up that which is in me and release what is in me. And then God release. So it's nothing wrong with you saying God come down. But if you're saying it as if God has never given you anything, you're in violation of Scripture. If you're praying that prayer as an orphan, you know, I, I have two boys and they're quite hungry all the time. <laughs> and and I, I've never in all my years had either of my boys go into the refrigerator and walk in there real humbly and tiptoe and open the refrigerator and just stare. Oh, dad, you know, they get that little plaintive thing in there. Father, I don't want to ask for too much, just give me a place Log cabin on the backside of heaven. But Daddy, if you could just find it in your heart. I know that I wasn't a good boy. I know that I might not have cleaned my room. I know that I've done some things wrong today. And I, I know that I didn't wipe my nose. And I know that I didn't shower as so hard. But, but Daddy, if you could just find it in your heart. Please, Daddy, please. There's some orange juice in there. The. I'm not even going to ask for a whole cup. Just a little cup, Daddy. Man, I would smack my child. Right upside the back of his hand. What does that say about me? No daddy in his right mind isn't going to provide for their children children, if he has it. If God owns a cattle on a thousand hill and I need a cattle, I'm going to be provided for. I don't need to beg. I don't need to whine. I don't need to cry. My boys ask for allowance like they deserve it. But that means we got a healthy relationship. But no, we're crying. And Lord, please, 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 please. And, and that's our approach. But you don't realize how faithless that is. My boys have enough faith in my love and provision to walk right in that refrigerator, drink the last of the milk. <laughs> Knowing I was going to eat breakfast after them, but they still, you understand? The last of it. Matter of fact, I'll go to a restaurant, have some food set aside for me that, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Gone. We call God Father. He's already provided. He's already provided. We've talked about this before, but before you have a baby and if you have enough room, typically you paint the nursery room, you you get a crib, you set it up before the baby comes. Before God made one person, he set it up. He made sure everything that was needed for that child was there. You bought bottles, you bought all types of stuff, some stuff you didn't even use. But no, as human fathers, are we superior to God? God has already provided. So all my job is to tap into that which he's already given. So that's why I pray in the spirit. That's why we worship and sing songs because we want to tap into. That's why we get in this word. We want to tap into and discover, Lord, what's the method? What's the means? You know, what type of drill do I use? Or or, or maybe you use a shovel and, and God gives you wisdom on how to tap in. But the reality is it's there. So you don't have to pray it down. It's there. Matter of fact, the earth will never have any more money than it already has. Never. All its resources are already here. We just have to dig it up or earn it. Some folks give it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how you're going to get it. But the oxygen, I never pray today, God, give me some air. In, 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 in uh, Los Angeles, I did a couple of times. But other than, <laughs> than there, the point is he already provided there are already clean streams. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness there of all that dwell therein. in. So stop asking for God to give you stuff. Say, Lord, show me what my part is. How do I tap into what's already mine? If New York Life owned that policy, you're not begging and pleading. You're saying, listen, my daddy paid for this. Or whoever died, paid, Jesus paid for this. I'm coming to collect on what he died for or died and gave me here. my inheritance is mine, New York life, not yours anymore. I'm coming for mine. And when you get that attitude, you know what? I already have everything I need. I just need to discover it. I need just need to find a way to tap into it. And with that mentality, man, you become unstoppable. It says here, his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to what? Life and what? Godliness. So the life partner, by the way, a lot of times we think church is all about dying and going to heaven. That's not true. That's not true. Peter's gospel was different. He says Jesus came or the word of God came or God gave us power that we might have everything we need to live a robust life here. How many of y'all are living right now? Yeah, it said, according, now let's read the book. His divine power has granted in the past tense everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. Meaning when you became a child of God, you had the capacity to live a godly life. When the Holy Spirit indwelled you, all that the Holy Spirit was, was available to you. We make mistakes and all the rest of the stuff, that's not the point. You still have the ability to do right, live right. I don't care what people say or you say that you can't do. The devil's a liar, so might you be too. You hear what I'm saying? According to Scripture, you have the capacity to live a godly life. You know, I... Yeah, I, I, men talking about you know I, she makes me beat her. Well, uh, forgive me. I've lived long enough to just know that ain't true. Because let me tell you, if if uh, you get, who, who just won uh, uh, Merrifield? Was it Merrifield? Holyfield? Mayweather. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Holyfield, you're dating yourself, bro. <laughs> but imagine if Mayweather got on your nerves. Mayweather pushed all your buttons. You are not going to lift your hand. I'm not. There going to be no cops being called, no nothing. Why? Because Meriwether got something for you. You hear what I'm saying? Meriwether can't make you do nothing. Mayweather. sorry. I keep messing it up. The weather dude. The weather dude. Floyd. There you go. Floyd. I can't mess with Floyd. God, the reason you're beating on your wife because you were bully. Had nothing to do with her making you do nothing. It has something to do with you. Because if Floyd's there, you are not gonna believe me, you're not gonna lift up that hand. Floyd's a little lightweight. I need I think I needed a heavier weight though to really make the point. Yeah. Well, I'll use Tyson. But Tyson will bite your ear off. I'm not you. <laughs> you see, I mean this just use Tyson, but if you knew, you know, Tyson you there wouldn't be no problems. You hear me? How did I get into that? I really don't know. Okay, I was talking about living a godly life. The point is, God gives you the capacity to do what you need to do. You know, I have found, you know, I, I can shut up if I, if, I, if, I, if I want to, if I really, really want to. I, I can say no if I really, really, really want to. A lot of times the issue is my want to. Let's keep going. Through, though, the knowledge of Him who did what? Called us. And let's end with this today. Peter was able to walk on the water because he heard Jesus say, come. But here's the deal. If Jesus said, come, he could have still walked on the water, but if he hadn't heard it, he wouldn't have done it. The point is, if Peter didn't know it, he couldn't do it. So the only way he could successfully get out the boat is by first hearing and knowing, and that's the value of what we do on Sunday. It's about us learning and wrapping our heads around and, and coming to knowledge about what God has for us so we can step into it. Through the knowledge of him who what? called us to glory and what? Excellent. According to Scripture, and I got to stop here because we're way over time. God wants each of us and has called us to an excellent and glorious life. In fact, if we're not living a glorious and excellent life, according to Peter, we're out of God's will. Man, we should be living such full lives. I'm not talking about where everything just lands perfectly and everything, you know, you never have problems. but I'm talking about an excellence on the inside. I'm talking about a glory in your life in spite of what's happening. Peter could not have stepped into his purpose unless he heard God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you don't hear or if you don't know, you can't be expected to do. So over the next couple of weeks, my goal is to, to just spend time talking to you about what you already got. So you can stop praying for, 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 for this and that because you know what? You're going to recognize I already got this. All I need, I need wisdom. I need understanding on how to tap into that which is already mine. There's a life that God has for you, but it's just a lack of wisdom. We just need to know how to tap into.
1: This has been a classic edition of the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at TV. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big.